as we continue to reflect on, on that missionary journey of Barnabas and Paul as they leave Antioch and they move into Cyprus and other places, bringing the gospel, teaching the people, leading them to the sacramental baptism as well as Eucharist. But what we see here today, although yesterday we had a feast of Saints Philip and James, and so we missed that portion of the, from the Acts of the Apostles. First of all, we know that um, on that missionary journey, the, uh, they went into what is called Pisidian Antioch, which is the uh, northern part of, of, of Turkey, European Turkey. They moved there, and they wished to bring forth the gospel. They meet on Sabbath in the synagogue, and, uh, and they begin to summarize the whole history of Revelation, how God chose us, not only by the fact that he created us into a special and, and asked us to be with him in a special relationship, but also through sin, how we you know, abandon him, and, and then how he chose us through Abraham, and then, all, then through Moses, through the prophets, and led us right into the, 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 the heart of the revelation itself. And that's the, the, the greatest form, which is in Jesus himself. And so Paul and Barnabas would be teaching the people, and many accepted him, but there's also created an opposition and opposition, so, so there they are in the what is known as Pisidian uh, Antioch. The, uh, the 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 opposition became so powerful that they stirred up the people, and they almost stoned Paul, and they they forced him out of the city. So Paul and Barnabas went into into Iconium, and and there they begin to preach, and it's a beautiful ministry in Iconium. However, once again, there was an opposition that kind of stirred up, and then they moved on into Lystra. And there in Lystra, uh, the, uh, Paul and, and Barnabas, so much on fire with the love of the Lord, and they were able to see this young man who was crippled from birth, and they were able to, to uh, do the extraordinary things, which is the signs and wonders. They healed that young man healed him, and then the people in Lystra, all of a sudden, since this was a, a, a Greek uh, a Greek colony, Hellenistic colony, they believe in, in Zeus and, and Hermes, and so all of a sudden the people there thought that Zeus came, and you know, the Greek god, the chief god of the Greek mythology, and, and St. Paul was considered to be uh, Hermes. Uh, messenger of Zeus, because they considered that that they came and they wanted to honor them. They wanted to offer sacrifices to them, to Paul and 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 Zeus and Barnabas, because they were they were moved. They thought it was Zeus who came. You know, they they followed this legend and once before in history, to legendary that people of that Lystra did not accept Zeus and Hermes except this couple, and the Greek gods, as you know were not exactly uh, tender, so they wiped the city out except for the old couple. So, so this time around, they felt, well, if, if Barnabas looked like Zeus because he had was big and beard, bearded man, and uh, Paul was small in stature, 
and he spoke. And so uh, what we have is the people wanted to offer these sacrifices. And then once, once St. Saint Paul and, and Barnabas convinced them, no, we're only human beings. You know, there's nothing, you know, we're only doing it on behalf of the Lord, the Lord Jesus, if you accept him. And if you accept God in that fullness of revelation that you will receive these special gifts. Of course, then they were able to convince the people, but look, they were all of a sudden they were trying to honor them as gods. And then very shortly after the opposition from from a um, hundred miles away, the people from from the Antioch, uh, uh, as well as from from Iconium came and um, and they stirred up the people against Paul and Barnabas. And guess what happened? Uh, the uh, the same people who who wanted to honor him all of a sudden they turn around and they want to stone him. So, and then that's what happened. Uh, this is something that today, and this brings us to our Acts of the Apostles today. So yesterday, uh, you know, we see the whole scenery of people honoring him and they kind of change quickly. This is how sometimes the, the, uh, the, 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 the people, uh, they, they're not exactly consistent. They thought of something else, then they saw they're only just human. And so they want to get rid of him. And, and so here today, it says in those days, so the, the people from Antioch and Iconium came, the opposition arrived, won over the crowds. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. Um, stoning was 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 terrible way of, of dying because you would be some multiple injuries that people would die from those multiple injuries. And, and so what happened is, is the Lord would not allow St. Paul to die. The disciples gather around him. They prayed for him. And, and what, what happened is he got up and entered the city. This is the courage of St. Paul. The people just, they just stone him. And what does he do? He goes back. Why does he go back? Why does he go back to the city? Because there were Christians there already, those who accepted um, Jesus as their Lord, not only the Jewish background, but also Gentiles. And so he wanted to affirm their faith. He wanted to, 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 uh, to construct the, um, you know, the very foundations of a church, uh, establishing leaders, praying over them. And, and this is what, what happens. You know, St. Paul has that courage even facing death as he did. Why? Because he loved the Lord. He understood and knew that Jesus is the one and there's no other, that in Jesus is the salvation. He understood, filled with the, the grace of the Holy Spirit, he was able to, to, to overcome the human fears and worries most likely. And it is in Lystra that perhaps the young Timothy at that time because he was from Lystra. Maybe he saw Paul, maybe he saw, and, and maybe he even witnessed the stoning. We do not know. He does not refer to it, but he was from Lystra. People would have known, you know, it was not a big city. Uh, so people would have known. And, and uh, Timothy's grandmother was a Christian. Uh, she was Christian, was, 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 was um, uh, that, that perhaps um, his grandmother witnessed witness, uh, you know, maybe the, the teachings of, of earlier Christians before Paul, we do not know. But at any rate, John, John was there. I'm sorry, Timothy was there. And so we have, we continue with our, with our um, story here. So what do they do? They go back to Iconium. 
And then they, they strengthened the spirits of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying, it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. And they appointed presbyters for them in each church and with prayer and fasting commended them to the Lord in whom they had put their faith. And so, and they re retraced their steps back again to Pisidia and Pamphylia and all the places which they already brought to faith to the people. And, and so we have here uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the witness how God works. And not only that, but they finally, they return back to, to the Antioch, which is the Syrian Antioch. And, and, and they recalled when they arrived, the church gathered and they reported what the Lord has done for them, what the Lord has done for them. You know, sometimes in our own life, you know, there are difficulties, you know, we try to live our faith and there's all these obstacles come our way. So many, many difficulties come and sometimes we can just get discouraged. I have heard so many people sometimes tell me, you know, I, you know, I started on the path to a close relationship with God and all these problems came up and I don't know if this is the right, maybe I shouldn't even go in that direction because I, I thought that when I accept the Lord more fully, when I embrace the faith more fully, then the Lord should give me peace and should give me, it should be sort of protection. And, and here we have the witness that sometimes what it is is that when, when we really do accept, when we try to turn to God and we really want to change our life, is the Lord gives us the grace to move, but, but also we have to remember not to get discouraged because the closer we come to the Lord, we know we see our own weaknesses, our own brokenness. The evil one starts pounding on us. You see, this is what it is. the Lord doesn't really want to accept you. He doesn't really care about you. He has his special favorites, but you're not one of them. Who do you think you are? And the evil starts talking to us and gets we can get discouraged. And, and all of a sudden, instead of moving forward, seeing the opposition, um, you know, we, we can get kind of pull ourselves back and, and say, okay, well, maybe this is not for me. No, absolutely not. We see in the example of St. Paul, Barnabas, and the early Christians, no, we go forward. We go forward no matter what type of opposition there is, because in Jesus, we have ultimate victory. We have ultimate peace. We have ultimate, you know, gift of, of grace and eternal life. And this is why Jesus today in our gospel, he speaks of that gift that he has to, he has to give to us. He spoke to the disciples before he died. This is the Last Supper. This is the Last Supper and his special type of, of instruction that he gives us. Uh, 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 you know, someone who loves these, these men who are there, these 12 disciples, he wants to give everything. He wants to warn them of what will happen, but he also wants to remind them of special special gifts that he wished to, uh, to strengthen them with because, you know, because he knows that he has to undergo the passion and that discouragement will come. He says, no, I tell you, I share with you, I will give you peace that this world cannot give. I will give you peace, this type of fulfillment inside of your heart, which you cannot grasp fully, but you understand when you receive this gift. And so peace I leave with you, I, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives you, do I give it to you. So do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. I will give you everything. I will give you everything that you will not even be able to grasp. And of course, peace is a beautiful gift. Peace is a really beautiful reality. It's not just the absence of conflict. 
you know, sometimes uh, sometimes people think of peace just because there's no no more uh, violence or there's no more of of confrontation. No, it's the Lord tells us that this gift of His peace is not just the absence of of uh, of something that that disrupts us or disturbs us. No, it is a gift of God Himself, the shalom of God is the older blessings that come with the presence of God. A shalom of God, that peace comes with forgiveness. We have, when we are forgiven, when you go to confession, you leave confession, what do you feel? A sense of peace. Because you have confessed your sins. You have heard the, you know, through, through the priest, the, the gift of forgiveness, the being, being, uh, being uh, forgiven by the power of Christ himself, because we do so in persona Christi. We speak on his behalf. We, we, uh, we pray and we receive this forgiveness. That's gift of peace. Peace is also peace when there's harmony. You know, sometimes parents say, well, our house right now, all our children are out of the house and, and we don't have to worry about things. It seems like there's a type of peace at home, but you know what, a mom or a dad being alone in the house does not mean they have peace because they start worrying about the children. They would wish to have their children protected, that they wish their children be safe. They wish that the children be, be also, we be, be receive that gift of God that harmonizes them, that, that leads towards a deeper harmony within their families, and especially by, 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 um, by their faith by their love for the Lord and one another. And so, so we're talking about peace that only Christ can give. This is the full blessings, the true blessing of God, which is the forgiveness of sins, harmony in your harmony, but also a sense of, of, a, of future hope because hope also gives us peace. So, so those are the, some of the ways of, of receiving this peace. You know, and, 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 and again, when there's a, you know, especially a family that's truly broken, you know, watching, watching children kind of being addicted, watching children uh, falling into patterns of sin or, or, or despair, or even worse, those that just lose everything, they don't know where they, who they are and what they would wish to do, you know, and all those things that it is, this is, the, this is the, 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 the gift of peace that we desire and we seek that peace. It is peace that we receive through prayer. It is a peace that we receive through a committed, persevering prayer. How many times people say that I was so in so much turmoil and I prayed the chaplet and I felt experienced peace, or I prayed the rosary or even two or three rosaries or four, and I experienced that peace. Uh, you know, the turmoil, the attacks that we experience from the evil one sometimes because through, you know, stirring up our memories or conscience or, or, or disordered emotions or passions. And again, when we enter this, 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 this communion of prayer, we receive peace. But there's even greater form of gift of peace and it is Eucharist. Eucharist is a gift because it's a totality of the blessings of Christ. Christ becomes our peace. Christ becomes our reconciliation. Christ becomes our forgiveness. Christ becomes the, the gift of harmony, the deepest level of harmony. And so Eucharist above all is being that gift 
that God gives to us, that he can harmonize us because, because he is the, the, the giver of peace. And so it is not no longer that we are moved and pushed around by, by all kinds of disorders within, but when we accept the Lord Jesus, we accept the gift of peace. John Paul II would add, not only the gift of peace is given by Christ, but also divine justice, and divine justice is actually reconciliation with us. God he wants to give us these special gifts of healing. Sometimes, you know, as you know, that you know, the, the difficulties may come, but the difficulties actually draw us to the Lord. Sickness may come, and it draws us closer to the Lord. And it's being drawn to the Lord is so important because it's not just the absence of, of pain, but it's also how, how God draws us closer to himself, and that's when he begins to give us special gifts. How many times I know I have heard, but also in my own life, you know, difficulties and troubles actually help me to realize who I am. Difficulties and troubles and, and health issues always leads us to a deeper communion with God because it removes you know, the, 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 you know, the preoccupations we become more and more focused. And so today, what we are asked to do is two things. One is that realize, just like St. Paul and Barnabas, that the mission of salvation is so important, not only to do, uh, bring this good news to others and lead them, but also remind them, and perhaps even to manifest in our life that the Lord has given me this gift of salvation. And the second aspect is that there's a peace that comes to us from Jesus himself. He gives us that peace, that reconciling peace. And that's why before the Eucharist, the last, the last prayer that we pray before receiving the Eucharist is peace. My peace I give you, not the way the world gives, but I give you this peace. So let, let your hearts not be troubled or afraid. Have the courage because I am with you. I will never abandon you. I will always be there for you until the end of time when I will lead you home. What a powerful promise the Lord gives us. But sometimes the lack of, of courage or lack of faith or a lack of, of, of our trust in him may kind of block us from receiving that fullness of gifts. So through our prayer today, for each one of you, may the Lord grant you this grace of peace strength, courage, and that may this gift be given to you as you embrace more and more fully the Lord who is with us, the risen one who has been given to us. And he will make sure, since he's God himself, he'll make sure that we receive his gifts and ultimately his gift redemption to live with him in his kingdom forever. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking 
and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.